and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.catherineplano.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today we have Emily Chadbourne, that crazy thing called love. Now, as you know, we are at the mercy of the internet and there were quite a few hiccups in this interview. So please forgive us in advance. We did our best to capture the juicy bits and make it as enjoyable as possible. So once again, thank you in advance for being flexible and patient with us during this interview. So let's go into Emily. Emily is taking the world by storm, getting real about how to have phenomenal relationships and how to consciously create the life of your dreams. She has a full-on zero BS approach to life, love and business and helps women across the globe find true love through self-love. Most recently, Emily has begun sharing her personal and professional transformation with other women so that they too can adopt some of the mindset strategies that Emily has applied to great success in her business growth. Emily's honest accounts of the real world of business and relationships are often hilarious and always valuable. Originally from London, Emily now lives in Melbourne where she works internationally as a coach, author and speaker. Emily explains how you are responsible for your own reality. So let's get sassy and tune into Emily. Enjoy. Today we have a super awesome guest, Emily Chadbourne from that crazy thing called love. How are you today? I'm exceptionally well. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. And uh, I would love to get into, I love that, by the way. How did you come up with that crazy thing called love? Um, Because it is. (laughs) It is so crazy. And I think I... um, I think when I very first started doing video blogs and video posts and Facebook lives, I think, you know, it kind of slipped out of my mouth once and then I continued saying it. And then I was like, actually, it's quite a good, cute little business name. And, and it kind of caught on and I'm in love with it now. It's so cutesy. I love everything. But it. it's so sassy. It's so me. It is very sassy. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to think who was saying that song. There's a song. That crazy little thing there called is love. that crazy little thing called love. Yes, there is. I get that people sing that at me quite a lot as if I somehow own it, which I don't, disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is who you are and it's what you do. So for our listeners, Emily, let's unpack Emily and tell us your story. So um, I suppose um, like many women in the world, I sort of was one of those people that thought that life just happened to them. and so I grew up 
went to university, lived in the paradigm and, and the understanding, the thinking that I had been brought up with and conditioned with by my environment, my parents, like everybody else. Um, and I to cut a very long story short, I ended up at the age of sort of 33 waiting tables. Now I'd gone to university and I'd had uni university education and I'd had a good job in London and I'd come here to um, Australia. I followed love. I followed a boy over here. Um, and found myself waiting tables at the age of 33 and, and experienced a relatively um, big heartbreak when my ex-partner and I broke up at, at that same time. And I remember looking at myself at the age of 33 and thinking, hang on a minute, <laughs> is this really how it was meant to be? Because surely by 33, I should have had my shit sorted by now. Surely by 33, I should be with a, with a long-term secure partner. I should have a mortgage. I should have a secure job. I should know what my passion is in life. I should, I should, I should, I should. And I looked at, at my life and I realized that actually in all of the experiences I'd ever had and all of the relationships that I ever had, I had been the not life and I think there was a real sort of pivotal sort of turning point for me I looked at myself in the mirror and, and I looked at what I had and what I'd created and how I felt on a day-to-day -day basis about my life but also about myself mainly and I realized I actually didn't really like myself very much and it was a very empowering moment for me to really own that and say I don't like who you're turning out to be. I don't like the way that this is going. And I realized then and there, because I was the common denominator, right? Because it was just me that was the only consistency between all of the shit things that had happened to me in my life. That's when I had this sort of like revelation, if you like, that, well, I can change me. And if I can change me, I can change my reality. Now, I didn't know the weight of what that meant at that time. But that was the first time I ever had that concept. And, and that for me was a massive, massive game changer. It changed everything. I, I love that. I actually sometimes talk about that when we in life actually experience uh, whether it's a relationship, so you go from one relationship to another relationship. It's a different year, different relationship, but same shit. And it's it's a it's really about being accountable and owning. And this is what you're talking about. And this is where the epiphany or that aha kind of kicks in. And it it is about doing that deep work, that self work. So for our listeners, I'm sure we've all gone through this, including myself. When you're talking about making that internal shift, what would be some of those radical shifts or those insights that you had to work with for yourself and um, maybe some little tips on how you got there? Yeah. Okay. So I think um, I think the very first thing that I, I would like to make a sort of statement about before I, I share, and I'm happy to share some tangibles for sure, but I think it's important to understand the sort of wider context, which is that um, it, this is still a continuing journey. And um, I think quite often in the personal development world today, we look at people and we think, oh my God, you've got your shit sorted out. You've worked out what it is to be happy. You've worked out what what it is, it's a great relationship, a great whatever it is that that person is selling or standing for or whatever they're niching in or an expert in. And I think we live in a world of um, comparison in a way that we've never experienced before on a, on, in, 
in a, on a social self can be quite overwhelming, right? Because one choice, two choices, three choices, I can handle that. In fact, that's quite nice to have that kind of choice. You give me hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of choices and all of a sudden all this self-doubt and all this fear and all this second-guessing sort of starts up. And I think because of that, I want to be really, really, really clear that yes, I work in the personal development world. And yes, I, I do help women re really live wholeheartedly beautiful lives and have relationships that support those lives. But ultimately, I don't have my shit together. And I think <laughs> there is an evolution and a growth that will always continue. And the more I find out, the more I realize I don't know anything. Um, and so I just wanted to pre-frame that before I give tangibles, because you know, self-love, I think sometimes think people think it's a tangible thing that you go and do or that you go and get. And it's not. It's just releasing yourself to the complete uncertainty of learning a bit more about yourself and finding certainty in that. Mm. Um, so I just wanted to preframe that. I feel that like that's a very important point for me, sort of ethically. But I guess what did I do initially when I was sort of standing there thinking to myself, this has got to change is I started um I call it the anti-link anti-leak I stopped leaking I did the anti-leak of myself I realized I'd been leaking energy resources time it all been going out of me I had been looking externally um outside of myself for validation for 33 solid years and look to an extent we all do that it, it's part of the human conditioning but it was, this was extreme. You know, I, I was finding happiness at the bottle of wine on a weekend or even not, in a, not even on a weekend, on a Monday night or a Tuesday night. You know, I was spending money on crap I didn't need because it made me feel better for about two and a half minutes that I had a new cushion from Kmart on my sofa. But it wasn't ever coming from me. And as a result, I felt really exhausted. And I speak to a lot of women who, and their age is inconsequential. They're just exhausted because everything is going out. And so the very first thing I did on my road to self-love was I started putting some stops in place and stopped leaking energy out and I started turning it all in towards me. Now, I didn't do that to the detriment of my relationships or my friendships or the people around me. I didn't turn into a selfish dickhead. But what I did do was make sure that I started coming first. I started asking myself some very basic, simple questions. Is this going to make me happy? And actually, one of the, the key questions I asked myself was, what will make me happy? People don't necessarily ask themselves. They don't have the vision in place. And when I talk about vision, I don't mean you've got to have like a burning desire to go and save the world. Or, you know, you do see people who have these sort of huge, massive visions of what they want from life. I'm talking about like, how do you want to feel when you wake up in the morning? How do you want to experience this life in this particular human incarnation? And a lot of of people language that and can't language that because they're chasing this sort of ambiguous feeling so I got very clear on on how I wanted to feel and what I wanted my life to look like and as a result I could then start channeling my energy my time my money and my resources into the people and the experiences that were going to get me closer to feeling like that so I did a huge amount of personal development work I stopped drinking alcohol and I'm, I'm not saying that everyone has to do do that but for me that was um had been a huge crux for me for a long time um and the place that I went to to escape and I wanted to escape quite a lot so I was as a result drinking quite a lot of alcohol 
and, you know, working in hospitality, those two, two sort of things go hand in hand. And so I really started being careful about what I put into my body in terms of nutrients, but also what I put into my body in terms of my thinking. How did I think about myself? myself? What do I really believe to be true? And I mentors and I started watching people who had the experience or the thing or the mindset I know now knew that I wanted to have for myself because I for the first time in my life had this thing called a vision now that vision for me wasn't related that vision for me was related just to me like how do I how do I wake up in the morning and look myself in the eye in the mirror and say the words I love you and mean it how can I do that? That was my only mission. That was my vision. And obviously, since then, it has developed and grown because the more that you love yourself, the more that you can take a chance on yourself and you can sit in the uncertainty because you have certainty in yourself. And only in uncertainty do we do things like start a business called that crazy thing called love. You know, something certain about doing that. And um, so that certainty always has to come within. Mm, I love that, and and for our listeners, because um, quite often we hear we hear a talk, you know, uh, uh, quite a few of our guests who talk about the vision. So having a vision is about having the end in mind, and the the mission really is to keep you on track. And um, how mm-hmm. does one do that when sometimes they don't have the end in mind? Like sometimes I find this with myself that when I'm working with people, they just have no end in mind they actually have no aspiration they don't know um you know their legacy um so how do you work with people Mm. like that when they just don't have a vision yeah so I think there's again there's a massive massive difference between having a vision and having a purpose vision now there are some people out there there's a there's a beautiful beautiful um talk that elizabeth gilbert did for oprah for super soul sundays and she talks about there are two different types of people out there there are the jackhammers and the jackhammers are those people that are born with conviction those people were born with the mission and the thing you know whether what my best friend came out of the womb knowing that she wanted to be a primary school teacher. That's all she's ever wanted to do. She was laser focused on doing it. She does it. She loves it. It's who she is. It was like she was put on this planet to do that job. I know mothers in exactly the same position. I know CEOs of companies who are in that same position. I know many entrepreneurs who are born with a mission. They have something to say. They have a actual vision here on this planet, and it's crystal. And then there are And I'm one of the hummingbirds, right? And what a hummingbird does is it goes from idea to idea and it pollinates ideas. And hummingbirds are actually really important because it takes the idea from one um, person or one aspect and then, of course, pollinates it with another one. And so it's a very creative, very feminine energy. Now, here's the beautiful thing about hummingbirds is that so often what happens with them and I certainly found this in the beginning of certainly when I set, went into business myself because people, my business coaches everywhere, you know, always saying, what's your mission? What's your mission? What's your mission? And I couldn't come back to anything else other than I want to be fucking happy, mate. <laughs> That's my mission. And, and I know what those values are. And I, and I know what I want to experience in order to do that. And so that is my mission. Now, at the moment, 
that crazy thing called love is a beautiful vehicle for me to not only help and contribute to the world around me, but also to learn so much about the world around me. And in doing so, learning so much about myself, which is taking me further to my vision, which is to wake up every morning and be happy, even when, and I say this because life has done this to me this year, it's been a massive test for me this year, even when life shits on you, because life will shit on you at some point. Life is not without problem. I think a lot of the time what we're looking for is to solve the problem in life as opposed to learn how to live in the paradox of life. And that is more and more and more what I'm learning. And I learn that because I'm teaching it and because my, my clients are teaching it to me as much as I'm teaching it to them and life is teaching it to me as well. And as a result, not every single day, but most days I wake up really, really bloody happy. So for me, that's my vision. Your vision doesn't have to be, you know, in my bank or CEO of this company. Your vision can just be this is how I want to experience my time here on this planet. Now, what other things can I do? What vehicles do I do I need in order to be able to create that for myself? And in from that really creative, beautiful place, really amazing, beautiful, heartfelt, very feminine space to be in, really beautiful. That crazy thing called love has been born from my vulnerability and my ability and my vision and my mission to grow for myself. And now I just share that with other people. Mm. So, Emily, what kind of advice would you give somebody who would like to embark on a career? Are you saying that um, a business or a career that we want to embark on is something that we need to experience or learn? Is that because obviously that's what you've experienced? It's it's one of those being that vulnerable. Is, that is my personal experience. And I can only ever speak from my personal experience and my map of the world. I can also talk about the, uh, what I observe in other people. But again, that will come from my experience or, or my, my sort of filter, if you like. I think, um, I think you need to get very want to experience life and then find the vehicles which are going to create that and facilitate that for you. And some people want to experience quite high levels of safety in life. Some people want to go out and do nine to five. I've got a very good friend of mine. We were having this conversation just the other day, actually. And, you know, she's, again, 30s at that time where, you know, you start making decisions about, well, actually, do I want to have a family? Have Why haven't I met my partner yet when all my friends seem to have done that? And actually, I haven't really worked out what I want my career to have been. I should have done that by now. And this sort of the idea of the linear time sort of phenomenon, as I call it, creeps up on you. And she was saying, I don't want to have a job that I jump out of bed for every single morning necessarily. I just want a job that is going to afford me this particular type of lifestyle. And that's her vision. So that's fine. Don't go out and start your own business if you, if you, if you know well enough in yourself and you can own in yourself. Actually, you know, what? I really like the security and the comfort of, of being an employee and of doing a certain type of job so that I can really you know, go on and experience life in, in different ways. I think if you do want to go and start your own freedom business, <laughs> then you need to understand that um, that you are going to have to generate the self-love to be able to do that because it's a tough gig. Mm. So, Emily, along your journey or adventure, what has been some of your greatest lessons? Um, I think the biggest lesson for me has been that um, – in relationships, in love, in business, in life in general, 
nothing is permanent. Absolutely nothing. And sometimes life will do some very strange things at some very strange times that you really weren't expecting. And it's not about avoiding that. It's about how you react to that. And in your reaction to what life has dealt you, that is how you create your reality. That is, that is manifestation in my world. It's not avoiding problem. It's about how you react to the problem that will then dictate your reality. And that I have seen through in every single facet of my life. Every single one. My health, my wealth, my business, my friendships, my relationship with myself. How I react creates my um, and that is very empowering, but also a huge responsibility. Because mm. It means you, you have to step up to the best version of yourself every time. But it's so true, isn't it? It is very much about how you respond and react to any situation, to what you, you know, I guess the results that you receive from um, what experience you go through. And I always look at it this way. It's what can I learn from this, which really shifts your mindset from being stuck in the problem uh, and looking at it as a problem, I think to help me move forward, I always look at what are the lessons here and um, and definitely shifts on how I respond to it. Mm, absolutely. And if there's no lesson, then there's no point. And that's when you start feeling like the world owns you, not mm. you own the world. And yeah. that was that was the pivotal difference between me being, you know, up to 33 and then on the other side of that. I just felt like life was happening to me. I didn't feel like I didn't know anything about this idea that, I could go out and create my own real opportunities or, you know, I was just held back by, by the paradigm of this is the line that you should follow and then at the end of it you should be happy. And then I got to kind of midway through it and I was like, ah, I'm not happy. I'm changing this shit up. Um, and, yeah, so I think, yeah, absolutely, I completely, totally and utterly agree with you. I'm really interested in, in and curious as well, and I agree that things are never permanent because they always transform, right? Energy is constantly moving. It's always transforming, mm. and so are the relationships, and so are, is business. It's just about being flexible. Uh, but, you know, when we're talking about nothing ever changes, uh, I'd like to sort of unpack that a little bit when you're saying nothing is permanent, so when you're yes. saying nothing is permanent, let, let's unpack that a little bit more for our listeners because I'm sure they're sitting there going, well, hang on a minute. I've been in business for 20 odd years or in a relationship for 26 years. What do you mean it's not permanent? So let's unpack it mm. a little bit. Okay. So everyone's going to die. I mean, that's <laughs> that. If we were going <laughs> we to unpack it in two and a half seconds, there we go. We've just done it. Everyone's yep. going to die. Yep. And we don't know what we're doing here on this planet. We haven't quite worked that out yet. And then, um, you know, whatever, we're never going to know until the end of this particular human incarnation. But what I do know is that while we're here, we may as well be enjoying it. Mm. But I do also know that nothing is permanent in this human incarnation on this life, on this planet. The only thing that can be, can at all be permanent is the relationship that you have with yourself. It's the only relationship you can't walk away from. And I know because I have tried. Mm, that is the that. only only permanent thing you can't break up with yourself you can't ignore yourself you can't walk into a different room and leave yourself alone for 10 minutes you are with you from the moment you are born and you are with you to the moment you are die but even you are not permanent and nothing in between it nothing 
yes, you may be married for 26 years, but you're telling me that relationship has stayed the same. It stayed with that same no. level of intensity and desire and passion. Fuck no. And do you know what? what? You look very hard to be in a happy relationship after 26 years. Mm. Yeah. Will have just existed in a relationship and tolerated it for 26 years. Mm, so again, it's about how you... It's how you react to the change of life. If mm. you don't react to the fact that your relationship is going to go through stages and it's going to change and it's going to develop and it's going to evolve, at the end of that 26 years or when you get to 26 years, that is going to be a relationship that you have tolerated and you are not going to wake up in the morning and meet your vision even if you've million dollars because you're not going to be happy in your heart. But if you can accept the idea that nothing is permanent, nothing is always, that a relationship is going to grow and it's going to develop and it's going to morph and just like the seasons, there are going to be and just like the seasons there are going to be some beautiful summers and that that is something that you are going to again it's not about um, resisting that it's about embracing that nothing is permanent mm. business nothing is permanent you could have been in business for 26 years but you're telling me that you stayed exactly the same your kpis your pnls your relationships your network has stayed exactly the same for 26 years nothing is permanent we've all done marketing mm. campaigns that have sucked balls We've all done marketing campaigns that are phenomenal. But knowing that nothing is permanent means that when you do have one of those marketing, marketing campaigns that goes out and it sucks balls and it doesn't bring in results, you know that it's not forever. And here's the other thing that I have learned about life this year is that it is always working in polarity. And the thing that, that has gotten me through this huge mindset shift, which I've really adopted this year, I have had my some all sorts of personal um, stuff has happened in my life this year and grief and death and I think the thing that has got me through that is that because life exists in polarity whatever I'm feeling at any given time I know that there will be a contrast to it eventually and in that contrast will come the learning because we don't learn stays the same we only learn stuff when it when something is different right so the learning and the growth the evolution comes in the contrast and that excites me so you know and some stuff happens when I put that marketing campaign out there. And it doesn't go very well and it completely bombs. I'm allowed to be sad about that because I'm a human being and I believe in feeling all the feels. So I will sit there and I will eat a tub of ice cream and I will drink a bottle of wine and I will cry and that will be okay. And then five minutes later, I'll get up and I will do another marketing campaign because I know the rule of life is that, it's, that everything exists in polarity and contrast. Mm. So at one point, I'm going to have to drop a marketing campaign that is awesome. Mm, so true, so true. So talking about marketing campaign and business, what are some of your biggest pain points? If we all have pain points in business. What would be some of yours? Uh, mine personally? Yes, yeah, your pain point, but it could be yeah. anything. Um, oh. Okay, yes, yeah, so I guess for me, I think I have had to overcome in in business a huge, and this I will I battling this on a sort of day-to-day basis I think is that I um have always had always sort of had this sort of pre-programming really of it's easier not than it is to fail and so I think for me that that is a lesson in terms of business which I have had to come through time and time and time and time and time and time again because when you go into business especially as a solo entrepreneur no one tells you about business no one's going to be that there are going to be so many I'm going to be careful of my language really but there are going to be so many things that are going that you are going to have to grow in your own personal growth to overcome and I think um had I 
And I, I'm glad no one told me because it would have, I would have second guessed myself as to whether or not I could have done it. I think sometimes in this world we have to say yes and then do the working out how afterwards. And I've certainly started taking that approach in business. I've really had to start thinking about who I want to be as a business owner and the business that I want to have in two or three years' time and be that person and be that business owner today and make decisions based on the person of my future, if that makes sense, because otherwise I'll keep making the decisions based on where I am today. Um, and I think that for me has been a great, again, a great mindset shift in order to get through those sticky bits of business. This is hard. You have to put yourself in line. And especially when you're in a personal brand, you know, I sell myself. Um, yes, I sell my coaching packages and my coaching services and my workshops and seminars and things, but ultimately people are coming to see me or coming to work with me. And so there is all you know that element of sort of self-doubt and self-fear which is exasperated you know the ego goes into overdrive I don't I don't stand behind you know the a profession necessarily in terms of you know come to me and buy this product that I am producing you know I'm saying and so with that you know comes huge self-doubt self-fear human egotistical barrier that I have to overcome almost on a daily basis and again I want to be really open and honest about that because I think it's so easy to look at people on social media and assume that it's easy for them or they've never never had a that flops or that they always wake up happy and that they're always having a great day because that's what personal development teaches us you know we're taught to think that way so that we can have that reality but you know the reality is life happens and um certainly for me it's a continual um game I have to play between my spirit and my ego to to give myself the permission to go forth and do some of the things that you know you have to do as a business owner your face to your brand on a daily basis that's a big ask especially for someone you know who's three and a half years ago was a waitress yeah and you hear that quite often a lot of the entrepreneurs uh and they can't that's one of their blocks they can't sell themselves hence why they get an external or a brand manager or an agent of some sort to do that kind of work mm. for them because they keep getting in their own way mm, absolutely and again and this all comes back to do you have a vision for who you want to be and how you want to feel and how you want to rock up. And if I'm so solid in that version of me, I'm so solid in my vision of who I want to be and how I want to experience this world, that it gives me the power to drum up enough self-love and put in those practices on a daily basis of self-love so that I can go forth and do the things that I need to do in, in order to continue to create, but also in order to contribute to the world around me. So, Emily, do you think that's one of the reasons uh, individuals or businesses fail to succeed is because they get in their own way? It's all that, uh, I that guess, that is. doubt, et cetera, that gets in the way? Mm, I think it really is. I think a lot of people have the fear of um, – I think there are a few things at play. I think we live in a world of instant gratification and comparison in terms of social media. So I think it's very easy for us to sit there and go, this everyone else has got their shit together and I haven't. Everyone else is making millions of dollars and I haven't. Look, just because someone's borrowed their friend's backyard, which happens to have a and then a video in front of it, doesn't mean they've made millions of dollars, right? It just means they've got a mate with a pool or they've rented a Mercedes for the day or, you know, a suit for a photo shoot. 
you know, and social media puts us in this in this you know mindset of comparison. I think for, for that, our feelings of self doubt and self worth get get an extra beating, if you like, these that um, because so much you know, especially for personal brands, social media is how you brand yourself, right? So mm. I think that's one thing. I think people people's self self worth and is is sort of slightly more dense. But I think as well. And I've definitely suffered from that. And don't get me wrong, I still suffer from that on a day-to-day basis. I literally have to say to myself, put Instagram down. Like looking at, you know, filtered people living fake lives and just keep come back to self, come back to self. Why are you amazing? What's amazing about you? What can you do to make yourself even more amazing today? What one thing can you learn today that is going to, get you know, get you expanding and evolving and in the conversations that you want to be in? And I, so I think, yeah, comparison is a killer. I think social media is a great platform for so many reasons, but it's a terrible platform if you don't have self-esteem and if you don't have a vision for your business. Now, my vision for my business is wrapped up in me because what I do is I, is I, I literally do me in my business. You know, they're they're not mutually exclusive; they are the same thing. Um, but you know, I think a lot of business owners go out there with the vision to make money or to get clients or to, and they haven't quite worked out what their soul is or what their purpose is. And therefore it's quite hard to work out what your brand is. And therefore it's quite hard to have the self-confidence and the self-esteem to stand in your brand in the way that you need to as a small business owner. And on that, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration. uh, If you had to pick one word that best describes your personal brand, what would be that one word, Emily? Oh, sassy, through and through. I love it. Sassy, yeah. The other thing we'd love to ask our woman of inspiration as we wrap up the show is to uh, what three golden nuggets would you like to leave for our listeners today? Um, I think the thing that I teach my clients and and that I implement for myself on a day-to-day basis is that you've really got to be the person of your future today in order to have what you want today instead of it always being in your future so again it goes but again just to relate this back to business but you again this goes to what kind of parent do you want to be what kind of partner do you want to be what kind of friend do you want to be what kind of bank balance do you want to have what kind of wealth mindset do you want to have experiences do you want to have in this world but point of view when an opportunity comes my way or when I seek an opportunity um I I do it from a mindset of as I said business owner of my business from from now not the business mindset of today um so I say yes to speaking in front of hundreds of people even though I vomit a little bit in my mouth and my butt clenches because I'm like, what am I doing? I'm agreeing to speak in front of all these people. It gives me the sweats. I'm a human being. Of course I have self-doubt. And of course I do things that make me think like, Jesus Christ, did I just say yes to doing that? Okay, God, deep breath, you know, go forth and do it. So I think making decisions and not financial decisions or anything like that I'm not saying you know go out and hire 15 staff and when you don't have the money to pay them yet but making that kind of like what do I what does the future what if there was no fear in me what would the future me do um and then making 
decisions today based on that mindset as opposed to waiting for the confidence to rock up or waiting for the business opportunity. I think that would be the first, second. Um, again, everybody is human and and a hot, scrappy mess <laughs> at some level and in some ways. And I think if we talked a little bit more about the pitfalls of being a human being or the delights of being a human being, as I should say, really, um, I think we would all feel a little less anxious in this world. And again, this draws back to this world we live in, that we live in at the moment of comparison here in the West. You know, when people sort of greet each other in the morning and sort of say to each other, you know, hello, how, how are you today? We just have an automatic response, which is, yes, I'm fine, thanks. But actually, if we all spoke a little bit more openly and a little bit more candidly about how we are experiencing the world around us, we wouldn't necessarily feel like we're the only one who wakes up in the morning with anxiety or who wakes up feeling like the universe is pressing against their chest or who wakes up feeling completely overwhelmed and slightly perplexed by life. And I think it's the isolation um, that that is bred from not really communicating about the fact that we are all human beings. And again, because of social media, we, we, we see so many people being so perfect and having so much, and it makes us feel that what we're doing and what we have and what we aspire to be isn't enough. And, um, and that that will hold you back in business time and time and time again. So, yeah, you've got to know that you're not the only, you don't get to be the only scrappy, messy person in this world. That is not your, your that's not your privilege. Everyone has that, you know, and um, I think that's important. And the third is that, you know, life does dodgy, weird stuff. And um, the universe can be a little bitch at times. And I mean, is she can bring you glorious experiences. You know, life is about contrast. And as I said, I believe that life is big you know kind of jokey polarity um but they are always responsible for how you react to where um and in your reaction that is how you then create your reality um and there's real power in that that i think a lot of people don't harness um in business or in their personal lives so mm. those would be my th- love them absolutely love them so uh, Emily, how can our listeners find you? What's the best place? So you can, you can hop over to my website, which is um, crazythingcalledlove.com.au. Um, it is about a, a makeover, which is really, really exciting. I think um, I started out very much working in the dating space, and as I have become to come a lot more about myself um, and about human beings in general and this crazy thing called love and life, um, I think, um, yeah, my my website due for a little bit of a when you get there don't panic I'm still around you can find me on Facebook I'm on Facebook a heap so I have a private group um, which is called that crazy thing called love um, which you can join which is very much about relationships specifically but then I talk a lot more generally through my business page which is Emily Chabon and that crazy thing called love um, I do lots of Facebook lives lots of video blogs so um, come and hang out with me on Facebook Great. Thank you so much, Emily, for your time and your energy. It's been wonderful. Really appreciate it. And I can't wait for our listeners to listen to this podcast. I'm sure they'll get lots of juicy bits out of it. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. That brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you enjoyed the show as it is my mission to reach out and inspire as many individuals like you 
And one of the best ways to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. It's easy and it only takes about 10 seconds. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift. Where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next week, please take care of yourself. <music>